hello and welcome to Mind Your Peas, the Purposeful Leader's Guide. We believe in all the peas, people, purpose, planet, even pizza and Prosecco. And this week we're speaking to Emma McDonald, company director and co-founder of the Tartan Blanket Company, a company that brings a modern twist to Scottish heritage. They produce not only gorgeous, fashionable and cosy blankets and scarves, but a positive impact on their community and the world. Emma, it's great to have you here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, lovely to be here and be involved. Thank you for having me. Emma, let's just kick off. Just tell us a little bit about your story and how did you how did you start the the business and and where, where is it now? So about uh, what nearly seven years now ago now, um, I was living down in London and working as a fashion buyer. Um, and my husband Fergus um, ran a kilt company up in Edinburgh, um, where we were both from and where we met. And we just, um, we decided that we really wanted to move home. We wanted to um, start a family up north um, and just get settled back in Edinburgh where we loved. But um, there wasn't so much in the way of um, retail head offices back up in Scotland. So we thought about the different options and we decided that we wanted to start a business together. And um, so, yeah, we considered a few different like businesses and routes to go down. Um, and it was really when with Fergus's business um, in the kilt business and the Highland wear industry, um, we came across um, these amazing woolen tartan blankets. Um, but it was really hard to find anything that was a bit more modern um, and also to understand um, the sustainability aspect of like how they were made um, and where that wool came from and things like that. So um, yeah, it felt like a real gap and opportunity in the market. Um, and that is where the Tartan Blanket Co idea came from. Um, so yeah, so then we moved back up to Edinburgh and we ran both businesses alongside each other for a while. Um, but the Tartan Blanket Co has just grown and grown and grown over the last, um, what's it, over six years now. Um, and yeah, it's like we focus a lot on sustainability and we've grown a community there. Um, and now we sell sort of internationally and we also sell to a lot of boutiques worldwide, including Liberty of London. And we're just about to go into anthropology. So, yeah. Brilliant. It sounds so... Um... So exciting. And, and you know, Emma, when I look at your blankets, I know that you do some great stuff for animals, dogs, isn't it? Dog blanket. Oh, yeah, as well. and they're, like, honestly, I would buy one for my dog over my family, I think. <laughs> but they are they are just brilliant. And, and you, I really love what you say on your website about your main company goal being to be a business that focuses on sharing warmth and warmth and embracing the multiple physical and emotional meanings of that. Just tell us a bit more about that. So yeah, we kind of, um, we love the concept of like a blanket really brings warmth and it's such a fundamental um, thing that people utilize and have done for so long. So like when a newborn baby is born, it's wrapped in a blanket. When, you know, someone's um, coming out, like getting rescued from somewhere, they're often wrapped in a blanket for warmth or when someone's a lot older and they're frail, they're wrapped in a blanket and it just kind of feels like this real comfort, comfort blanket element um, and so we loved that that thing of like really sharing that warmth and comfort aspect and being able to sort of share that warmth with loved ones so we really embraced that and want and that's what we really thought about through every element of business and the brand so um really we we don't feel like people are buying just a blanket or just a scarf from us like what they're buying is that feeling that when you get it and it's like it's boxed beautifully 
and all the elements really speak to that and branding that says like this is made with love it's a warm it offers warmth and comfort and you can show your like how much you care about someone by gifting them one of the one of our pieces so um yeah we just really try to embrace what's the product day but then how can we carry that through to hold all of the brand elements and um, and make it more about just selling blankets and more selling and um, that feeling yeah, I love that. And and I think, you know, aside from creating those amazing cozy blankets, how do you bring that sort of commitment to warmth and kindness and slowing down to life within your company? Yeah, I think I think like that's been um really important for us is um how we are able to sort of share warmth with the wider community um and also within our company. So um outside we um we've always kind of from the start really thought about like how our manufacturing is done and how we work with our partners. Um, and so we have really developed strong relationships with them. Um, it's a much closer relationship than a supplier um, relationship it often is in retail. Um, and we, you know, we went over, we visited them and we know their families, their families visited us. Um, there's things like in India where our recycled um, blankets are made um, our partner over there you know at, at first we were like can we get the fringing a little bit more uniform like it's it kind of can be quite ad hoc and thicker thinner and things like that but then we actually understood that they hand roll all the fringes and he said he has the machinery to do it and it's part of the machinery with the weaving but by hand rolling them he supports a much larger community over there um, and so for him that was like really important and um, to support that community and um, that he lives in and so we we really wanted to embrace that so we we said that's fine like we'll support um you to make sure that you you're supporting your community um and it actually when we understand that then that actually adds more to our blankets um rather than just trying to get them processed it's about like what goes into making them um so yeah there's all these sort of like things with that aspect and then um internally with our um team it's really about making sure that everyone's working to, like all together and like everyone really focuses on what is the best outcome for the customer and what is the best outcome for the planet so that they're making really informed decisions about is that going to make the customer happy and like our customer service team is actually called our customer happiness team because it's all about making sure that the customer is happy and um, not just like yeah not just answering questions and stuff and um, and so we really want to follow that all the way through the journey and then the team really embrace that as well and I feel like I don't know we do things like duvet days so we've got like people can take a duvet day which means that like if they're just not feeling great they can do that on short notice and take the time off to really focus on themselves and um, which is really important um and we like yeah we always have team time once a week and we get together um tonight actually we've got um, a like we've having a little event so we've just sent out um um it's like a mexican online cooking event um and so they've all got boxes of things to make some fresh tacos and stuff and margaritas so um yeah just like these little events to try and get everyone especially when everyone's virtual at the moment um, and working together the biggest question about that emma is is there tequila there is tequila <laughs> yeah i know i was like that has to be there you can't have a mexican food without margaritas so <laughs> Yeah. No, that, that's yeah. brilliant. And listen, you, you share a lot about your commitment to positive social impact and your decision to join 
1% for the planet. Can you tell us a little bit about this? And I suppose has social impact always been part of your plan? Is it something that's come later? Uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I think like we like I said from the start, we've always wanted to be like have this positive impact. Um, and so we really started off at the supply chain end, like how is our product made, understanding how products are made. It's a big thing about why we don't produce in Scotland, and we've written about that to get asked a lot. And it's really understanding where does that wool come from, how is it made, and that you don't get that transparency over here. Um, so we go to source instead. Um, so yeah, we we focus on that and then we really brought it into like what's in our packaging making sure that's sustainable becoming uh, paper-free in the office and um, just like all these different aspects that like we had a direct impact on and then last year um like we we did events to donate to charity and you know um at christmas we would often donate part of the revenue to charity um but we felt like last year we really wanted to inbuild it and ingrain it into our business so we made a positive impact pledge to be to donate one percent of company revenues and um, to the planet and one percent um to um people in need and so we really felt like being able to um donate not just to the environment but to the social impact um would mean that we were kind of every time every, every um with all our growth so did our positive impact grow and i think that's been really great to to see and not to worry like oh can we afford this month to donate some money or how do we build that into the bottom line like it's built into every aspect that we do that that is what we are committed to doing um, and I think building it into your business um from this like not necessarily from the start because it took a while for us to figure out how to make it work that worked for us and I think we probably would have done this from the start if we had really thought about it at the time but obviously we would like focusing on the suppliers and all the other elements coming together um but yeah we were really like oh this really works because this means that you don't need to think about donating you're just doing it as you go um which is really good so, so it feels like it's really ingrained and it's part of your culture how how do you get the team to engage with with this sort of stuff um so i think like they like our team is always uh, focused on that kind of sharing warmth like it's we hire really focused around our core values and one of them is actually share warmth um, and so I think there's a certain amount of and take responsibility as well so we take responsibility for our impact as a business and we want our team to take responsibility for their work for their impact for themselves and um, and share warmth gives that kind of um yeah caring for others so I think the team inherently by the people that we hire have those um uh, those attributes um, and so they're really concerned with all these different elements and so um yeah I feel like we openly discuss about you know who are we donating with who are we working with at the moment um and they get really involved in that impact that we can have and um, we also have like a book club and so we read different books and stuff like that which also brings out really interesting conversations about um elements of improvement and development that we can have both as people and as a company um so yeah I think it's like always like just getting everyone involved in that whole process about like not it's not just a tick box it's really about like um people can feel like they're they're sharing their ideas for the ways that we can be better and then we're taking action as a result of that. Love that Emma I really really love that I think that's a brilliant idea and you know listen you've you've had um some some great successes over the last few years and and you know well done on all the 
all the hard work. Uh, I know I know how difficult it is. But what what have you learned about people leadership in in the process of of your work? How have you evolved? Um, so I think we've learned a lot. Um, so it's yeah, it's kind of I mean it's still evolving a lot, and and we're getting better and we're learning what works and also what's needed at each stage of the company. I think that's quite different at a startup stage. What's needed um, when you start becoming like a much bigger team and having to manage a lot more people. Um, so I think that has changed a lot over time. Um, definitely, we've moved from more of doing roles to leading roles um, and it's really about focusing on how is everyone how is everyone being their best how are they turning up to um, lead their teams and develop themselves um, and that's really our goal like if everyone's working at optimum and working collectively then really that's that's the only thing that we need to do to ensure that the business is working at its best um, and giving them a clear strategy of like this this is where we want to go but like allowing them the freedom to figure out the best way to get there um, for them and their teams. Um, and so, yeah, just I think that is definitely our role is like that support, that connection of all the different departments and that just clear direction so that everyone's confident about where they're, what they're working towards. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's changed over time and we've got better at it. Um, I think one of the biggest learnings as well has just been about finding the right people. I think for a long time, you know, we hired and often you can get overwhelmed by how much experience someone has and, you know, they can just do the job from tomorrow. So that's great. But actually, we've learned the biggest hiring that we need to focus on is the values. Do they share our company values? And if they do, they can have no experience and they can learn that experience and they can be an amazing fit and bring some amazing attributes to the company. How do you know that, Emma? How, how do you recruit based on values? Is there specific questions you ask or? you know what what's the process so I think um we've learned a lot so obviously a lot of mistakes and things and and I think it's yeah there's definitely been like huge learnings of what is the right fit for us what's not and our values have evolved over time as well and now we're really confident on who we are and what our values are and so it's much easier to find out who is that person how do they fit so almost like as a business it's so important to start with what are your values and what does that look like then you can say, okay, well, you know, do these questions, offer the insight to decide if that, that you can assess them. And then we have like a probation period to see how that person settles in and is it a right fit. And yeah, a big thing has been not to, not to think of it as, is that person a good person or a bad person, but does that person fit our values? And if they don't, they're going to have a much more successful experience in another company where their values are aligned and they can succeed whereas if they stay in a company where you're constantly asking them to change as a person that's such a negative experience for them and for you and so we've I think that's been a huge learning for us to be like like this was a bad fit so we need to let that go like work on it but if that doesn't work then we need to understand that that's not the right fit and then, um, yeah, we've just become a lot clearer about who, like how we assess those values. And therefore, most of like in the last year, most of the people that have joined us, we see as like really long term people versus it took a while. There was a lot of like change um, a few years ago as we were really establishing who we are, were as a company. And um, so, yeah. And Emma, do you, you know, obviously like the people are important to you and you're evolving all the time as a leader, but do, do you believe that every company should have a clear purpose beyond beyond 
profit. You know, profit, of course, profit's absolutely critical for the success and growth of a business. But what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think like like years back or whatever, um, it was a bit clearer cut. It was kind of like you make a profit or you're in the tech space or, you know, there was just like easy success factors. Whereas I feel like now it's much more about who you are as a company and who you are as a brand. Um, and really, I think due to like social media and a lot of and just the access that people have and um, you can't it's so much easier to hold companies accountable and to ask them those hard questions Um, and so people like companies can't hide behind things anymore like if they put out something and it's proved to be wrong or people ask those questions like they have to have like the backup to justify that Um, and so I think and also you know people's awareness of um, impact on the planet and things like that is so much stronger now so um people are way more interested in that when they decide who they make their purchase with so yeah I think it used to be quite different but now it's like it's just you have to kind of do that to have a long-term future um, and ultimately co- companies need to decide between short-term monetary goals or longer-term um, success um, and the the shorter-term monetary goals are getting harder and harder I think now because um, you have to have that transparency um, so yeah I think it, it's really important but it's also really important not you have to be genuine with it as well um, and not not try and fake it because I think that will get exposed so. yeah for sure I mean there's you know we're we're seeing that you know the organizations that we work with or that we're speaking to there's some real drivers you know there's organizations who've done this stuff for years and there's those that are I suppose just awakening to to that and you know COVID-19 has been part of that awakening really climate change inequalities, poverty, you know, there's all sorts of things. You, you touched on something there that I think are, are, is really critical around the customers. We all as people have got more information at our fingertips, don't we, where we can make decisions. Have you had feedback from customers that say, you know, we decided to work with you because of the, the purpose and impact stuff you do? Yeah, I mean, we get amazing, like amazing customers, like our customers are really passionate about the brand and um, you can go on our review site and again, reviews are so transparent these days. Um, So if you go on our uh, like reviews uh, site we use and there's like thousands and thousands of like amazing reviews and um, that I feel like that's one of our proudest achievements because that's not like us just you know winning an award or whatever that is all that's us every customer has had a personal experience with us and so sometimes and there yeah there's all sorts of reasons that they want to shop with us but the main thing is they come back and shop with us and so winning a customer once is really hard but then get keeping them to come back and wanting to buy from us again because they've had such a great experience that they want to share that with their parents or their siblings or whoever it is and um give them that experience of um that lovely gift and that, that feeling of warmth um and so yeah we we really pride ourselves on being able to offer that to the customer so it's a lifetime customer and so yeah. uh, sorry i can't remember going off i can't remember what the question was but um, <laughs> 
No, it, it was just about the customer piece. I think that's, you know, the, the, the customers actually giving that feedback themselves is so powerful, isn't it? Because they're saying we, we're making a choice to choose you and the Tartan Blanket Company because you are showing us that you care about more than just, just that making profits, the environmental and the people. What, um, what, what piece of advice, if anything, you know, what's the one piece of advice, Emma, that you would give to a business leader who might just be starting out on this CSR journey? I mean, it's a big, it's a big task. Where, you know, what, what's the, what, what advice would you give them? Um, yeah, I think it, it is a big task and there's a lot of different ways that you can tackle it or that you can approach it. And there's a lot of new ways as well. Like, and I think one of the biggest things in general is and to really find your own path. So it's great to look at what others are doing to get inspiration, but not to compare yourself against them. And um, so really focus on what is it that you want to achieve like what's important to you and like how how do you what makes you happy um, and then really focus on that and doing that really great rather than trying to do everything in that that scope and um, because I think it um yeah there's just so many ways to look at it and do it now that um you really can't do everything and if you, you spread yourself too thin you're never really going to achieve anything really successful yeah and and aside from your own obviously what's what's your favorite sustainable purpose-led sort of fashion or, or brand in your space um i think it's it's kind of been interesting because i think um up till like in fashion and there's not been like amazing uh fashion sustainable fashion brands around um and i feel like some are now like there's some coming up and they're they're great and also some big companies are now starting to focus on sustainability a lot more and I think there's still questions about whether that's true and real or you know how much how seriously are they taking it but it's brilliant to see that these bigger fashion companies are putting it as a focus because that's what the customer wants and um, but some smaller ones I really like are um, staff clothing clothing and um, so they are quite a smaller company and they make really lovely jumpsuits and things and also Humphreys and Begg are another one. Um, so yeah, th these are just sort of smaller companies that I see doing something um, quite creative in their space um, and leading that the way on more uh, fashionable, sustainable, um, sustainable fashion. Yeah, well, we'll put we'll put some links to those actually because it's great to have to have a look at some others too. Right, okay, we've we've done a lot about business. We're going to do a quick fire personal round to get oh. to know you, Emma. So, um, you know, you obviously work alongside your husband, which I'm sure has its uh, pros and cons. What is Fergus's most annoying habit? Um, probably that. Oh God. Um. he's really into like tech stuff so there's always a system to, to to get the best outcome and I guess he's always like yeah trying to find the system to make everything work which is great in a lot of ways but sometimes also there's the like personal aspect as well that I'm like that's important too <laughs> <laughs> what would be your ideal Saturday and um, I'd say a nice run on the beach with the dog and pull 
probably on my own to start, but of headspace, it's really nice. I've got three young kids, so it's uh, hard to get that a lot. Um, and then, yeah, nice barbecue with Fergus and the kids and the sunshine, hopefully, and lovely family were able to join in with that, hopefully, this summer. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be really nice. Sounds great. And and what do you think your family would be most and least proud of about, about you and what you've achieved? Um. <laughs> I'm not sure about least proud of, <laughs> um, but most proud of, I think my my mum is quite a big fan of like fashion and homewares and stuff. So I think getting into liberty and anthropology was really um, exciting and just to, yeah, I guess to be put alongside those brands is really great. Um, and also I think in a family aspect, like I definitely feel like um, as CEO that the business that, to for my girls um growing up I think seeing that um as a like as their mum in that position um and as a woman I think that's really um I'm quite proud to be able to give them that what's that word um role model role model yeah or yeah and just to show that them what's possible and um, which I don't feel like was so um was around when I was growing up it didn't feel like it was such an equal um world in business so um yeah I think it's it's great to be able to to show that to them and and Emma just just finally tell us what's next for for you and the Tartan Blanket Company what's coming up what's coming up in the future Oh, lots of exciting things. Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind in the last year. Um, and so, yeah, we're just about to launch into anthropology. And um, we've also got some amazing opportunities coming up for different international markets um, in the US particularly. Um, and we're doing some very exciting collaborations this year um, with some very exciting people. And um, so, yeah, there's a, a lot of exciting times ahead. Um, and a lot of big challenges still to overcome so um, yeah we'll see brilliant listen Emma it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and thanks for everything you do in in the world of business in terms of your your peas your 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 people your your purpose and uh, and all the other great stuff that you're doing so wish you all the best and we'll we'll catch your story really soon thanks it's been lovely to talk to you Caroline bye Bye.